Support for WXAV 88.3 is being provided by Northwest Community Credit Union. For over 80 years, the credit union has been providing its members with a comprehensive roster of financial products and services to help them achieve their financial goals. Whether it's savings, checking, or loans, Northwest makes its services available with online and mobile banking for your safety and convenience. Coming soon, a new on-campus location. For more information, visit their website at nwccu.com or call them at 1-800-TO-BELONG. Support for this WXAV podcast is being provided by Bookies, new and used books. Located at 10324 Southwestern Avenue in Chicago. With a second location at 2015 Ridge Road in Homewood, Bookies specializes in new and used books. Their selection includes new releases, children's books, and bestsellers. For more information and upcoming events, please visit bookieschicago.com. You can also find them on Facebook by searching Bookies Chicago. This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. All right. I love Chicago. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite place to go when you're in Chicago? I, I really, I'm a big football fan. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to go to Soldier Field. One of these days I'm going to go. You know, I, we always drive by it. It just looks awesome. It's just so old school looking. Um, yeah, one of these days I'm going to go see a, a Lions-Bears game. That will be, <laughs> be a dream come true. <laughs> that would be a pretty cool game to see. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Lions fan, by the way, so you guys are my rivals, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, you're a Lions fan, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So... The word on the street is there's a new tour coming up with Soulfly. Is this true? Yeah, we're leaving next week. That's so awesome. And I also heard that uh, Dino from Fear Factory is going to be joining in. Yep, that's also true. Uh, we're very excited. Dino is an old friend. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible riff master. His personality is he's a great friend. He's been, uh, I know him for 25 years. Uh and it's, 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 it really made Soulfly sound like we never sounded before. We have an extra level of, um, the songs are sharper, mm-hmm. harder, um, stronger. So it's, uh, it's, it's going to be cool. I think it's something that, it's a, it's a special thing we're doing for the fans. Um, it's, a, it's a, you know, because I, I'm also a big fan of Fear Factory. And... Um, I think it's going to be great. So it's a really, really cool, special bond that we have, and we get to show that on the tour, uh, playing all the songs for the fans. That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, how did you guys meet, if you don't mind me asking? <clears throat> a long time ago. I think I was on uh, on my Sepultura Arise tour, and we play um, uh, the Country Club, which is in L.A., and he was at the show, and we ended up meeting again a little bit later on um, when he started Fear Factory. I really like Fear Factory a lot. Um, in a bunch of interviews, I said they were the future of metal, and uh, I really think that the early stuff is incredible. Um, the last record is incredible, so they're still mm-hmm. going strong. And Dino's been involved with me in, in many many projects. Uh, Nail Bomb in '95. He plays on the first Soulfly record. Mm-hmm. 
uh, a song called Eye for an Eye. Yeah. Uh, we jammed together many times on the stage. We toured together. Um, yeah, and he's a, you know, like a lifer, like me, you know, that we do, we do this for, for life. It's, uh, right. Uh, it's like mafia. Once you get in, you can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for being in the music industry for as long as you have been, like, would you say that it has changed super drastically, or would you say that it stayed the same, but just certain things have changed? No, it definitely changed with the, with the internet, social media has made a big change. You know, people even listen to music differently, you know, through... Uh, I'm still old school. I still buy the vinyl of a band I really like. I go ahead and buy the vinyl, and I have a big vinyl collection. Oh, I like nice. to get the, uh, the hard copy, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do check out bands on, on my iPad, you know, uh, Spotify and Bandcamp and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the main the main difference is all the, the outlets that, that band members have now. You have Twitch, you have Facebook. You know, I myself do a, a, a Facebook Live thing called Max Tracks. Um, there's many, much more interaction with the fans through, mm-hmm. through social media. So I think that's a, that's a huge difference from when I started playing music. Yeah, I feel like that has to be kind of a benefit in ways because you can kind of communicate with your audience in ways that maybe you weren't able to before and stuff. Yeah, you know, you, 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 get, you get to reach a lot more people quicker, faster easier uh the the negative side is i was like there's too much stuff to look like too many bands and too much mm-hmm. music it's kind of hard to make a choice it's kind of like it becomes a little bit too much to choose yeah but that's it's not really a bad problem right <laughs> yeah there's, there's, there's too much there's good music too much, there's just too much shit <laughs> but uh I think overall, um, it's a good thing. You know, I, I use it with, on, on, on Max Tracks, and uh, it's I love the, the comments that they made after the after the session is over. I read the, the comments, and I give bands shout outs. I tell people about what, what they should listen to, try to support the metal, support the underground. You know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. That's. That's really cool to do that. Um, another question I had is, do you think that labeling music is constricting? So when people are like, this is a this kind of metal band, or this is a death metal band, or this is a... Do you think that labels can be like considered constricting sometimes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think people can't help it. They want to put labels on things. They, they just have to. Um, and, and sometimes that put bands in corners where sometimes they get trapped in those corners. Um, that's why I think I'm so proud of my career because I've touched many, many different a- areas of metal. Mm-hmm. Black metal, trash, death, industrial metal, uh, melodic metal. I mean, but, um, you know, uh, yeah, they, they people who definitely like to, to put names, put labels, but in, in, in the end of the day, um, the, there's good and there's shit, and you know, mm-hmm. I think the good stuff stays, you know, it's, yeah. when it's good, it's from the heart, it's done the right way, you can see it's pure, you mm-hmm. can see it's meaningful, um, yeah, you always, it doesn't matter what, what label is under, when it's done from the heart, you 
people can tell. You, you know, you can see through it. Yeah, you can tell what music was made with passion and what was just kind of eh, thrown together. Exactly. Yeah, and I think like that will always uh, survive. That kind of metal that's that's done with that kind of purity, um, which is not really associated with hype or or trends. Mm-hmm. Um, because metal it was never really about being trend or, or being in a hype. It's really kind of like more underground kind of music. Right. It's all, you know, we operate outside society and I like that. I like, you know, I like that kind of like outlaw thing that the metal have, you know, let's mm-hmm. not, I don't think we should lose that. No, I agree with that. Um, you also mentioned earlier that you're a big fan of like physical copies of music. What was the first vinyl that you ever got? My first record was Queen Life Killers. Really? Um, yeah, and I saw Queen in 81. Still in a favorite? Brazil, and it was amazing. So I next day I bought the, the, the Queen vinyl and my brother bought Kiss Alive 2. And we became instant uh, rock and rollers. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, but but uh, I have a lot of... Uh, um, cool records in my collection like first printing of Black Sabbath oh wow I have a first print of Sex Pistols uh Cro-Mags there's a lot of um there's some some records that are really valuable and uh, I cherish them you know it's it's cool uh and I like the whole the whole the vinyl thing the whole ritual that goes into the vinyl of grabbing the needle and put it on the vinyl and mm-hmm looking at the album cover and looking at the lyrics. There's a whole ritual involved with that that's kind of like a lost art form, you know, with the with technology that kind of got lost. But I'm glad that vinyl is definitely coming back, man. Mm-hmm. More and more people are buying vinyl. And uh, that's cool. I like to see that. You know, I think I think physical music is really important because it also gives you a chance to look at, like, the artwork on the whole cover and everything like that as well yeah it's i mean it's definitely part of the metal experience Mm -hmm. um maybe more than pop music or or even hip-hop i think in metal in the metal world album covers with the with a vinyl cover and the lyrics sometimes the special edition gatefold with rare songs and obscure recordings those are things that people really cherish. They really treasure that. Um, so I think that in, in metal music, I, I think people like to have physical copy of things. I've been signing physical copies my fucking whole life. Like we go on tour, sometimes people come in the bus, they got like 300 things to sign. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's which is cool. I get to see a lot of cool stuff that I never seen before. You know, bootlegs from Japan and mm-hmm. Indonesia and special edition albums from Europe that I never seen before. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. That does have to be pretty cool. So um, you have been in a lot of different projects. I noticed as well. How do you separate like? okay, I'm going to dedicate like this time to this project and this time to that, or does it just kind of flow and sometimes you write stuff for one? Or Yeah, I just kind of go go from one to the other, just, just really feel it, what what um, what I'm in the mood to do at a certain time. Like right now, we're getting ready to tour, so I'm really focused on the Soulfly tour. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I finished a record not too long ago, Go Ahead and Die. And yeah. it was cool working on the videos and all that. Um, but we probably will not tour for that till next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Killer BQ also released a record not too long ago. Um, I'm also a big fan of that project. So it just kind of go from one to the, 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 the writing itself is a little bit different. I approach the, uh, uh, when I'm writing for Killer BQ, it's much more melodic. I write more melodic riffs. Mm-hmm. When I'm writing for Go Ahead and Die, it's all brutal, old school, extreme 1980s metal that mm-hmm. I grew up listening to it. And Soulfly is, uh, is a mix. It's got a lot of tribal influences, but also got a lot of groove and a lot of fast stuff too. So it's a, like a combination of all different things. But every project has its own uh, different element that I am attracted to it. And I think it's fun to, to jump from one project to the other. I think it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's cool to do like crossover stuff? like? to kind of combine sounds and do like, you know, maybe have something have like a little bit more of like a death metal sound, but then also combine a different kind of subgenre, if you will, into that? Yeah, that, 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 that thing can be fun, you know, especially if you're doing, you know, like, like, like a record like Go Ahead and Die to me, it was really interesting because I was blending old school death metal with trash and hardcore. Um, in a really unique way, really focused on the 80s era metal, mm-hmm. influenced by all the 80s bands, Celtic Frost, Discharge, Napalm Death, Carcass, and, and uh, yeah, and it's fun to mix them up. You know, I think, I think to me, some of the records I made in the 80s, uh, like Beneath the Remains in 89 and Arise in 91, were really... Uh, uh, showcase this blend of trash and death metal when it was a lot of the bands were divided at that time it was only you were only a death metal band and you're only a trash band and we kind of put both of them in a blender and and mm. we like both styles so we're just gonna play both we don't care right what we don't care what people think we like it so mm. we're just gonna do it and that's always been my attitude is like if it feels right, it is from the heart, and you're doing it right, do it. Don't listen to what people say, you know, because otherwise, if you try to please everybody, you're just going to end up losing. Yeah. Because um, you can't please everybody. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. So you just have to follow your heart and see where that leads, you know? You yeah, know, that's that's really sound advice. Uh Another thing I also noticed is um, you got you tend to collab with a lot of different artists, which I thought was really cool. Uh, a lot of other like bands and artists that I, I also like as well. So uh, do you think that collaborating also kind of helps you explore like, you know, like collaborating with a different band or artist gets you to see like their style a little bit? And then it's like, oh, yeah, for sure. You learn so much from it. It's, it's amazing. Like a lot of the Soulfly gas that has appeared on my records all the way from the early stuff, like Corey, mm-hmm. you know, Slipknot, um, Chino from Deftones, and we had uh, Tom Araya from Slayer. Um, through everything, like Killer BQ that has guys from Mastodon, the Linger Escape Plan, Converge. Right. 
you're always learning. There's always something new to learn. That's what's cool. Uh, you never you, you 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 never know everything. There's always something new that you can learn and apply to your to your music. And that's to me. I'm a I'm a big. I call myself a student of metal because I'm always learning, and I want to learn more about metal. And you know. It's a little nerdy, but it's all right. You know, we're we're allowed to be nerds. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And it's always it's good to have like an open perspective and kind of look at everything as a new experience. You know, whether it turns out the way you wanted to or maybe not so much. But it's always like, yeah. But you know. in the end of the day, I just love the collaborations. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I get to hear a lot of my heroes in a total different setting. You know, mm-hmm. like to hear Tom Araya on a Soulfly song. You never heard him like that because no. it doesn't sound like Slayer. It sounds like Soulfly, mm-hmm. um, and it's cool. To me, it's uh, it's it's we're breaking barriers. You know, we're challenging the the norm, bringing something different to the table. Um, and I, and, you know, and that the, the the same can be say as far as Sonic ideas. I think the I think records like. Um, the Roots record, which was heavily influenced on tribal music, mm-hmm. the mix of tribal music and metal, was a brand new thing, and we kind of went into a complete unknown territory when we did that, and the results were amazing, and you end up getting praises by people like Dave Grohl and um, Lemmy from Motorhead, you know, which was unreal to me to hear um, my, my idols praising my stuff. It's pretty cool, you know? Um, so it's always, everything is, uh, um, yeah, if you do it with passion, you just have to have a passion on what you're doing. And, and sometimes you got to go into these unknown territories and just see what happens and don't, don't be scared of it. Don't, don't be afraid. Just go for it. And sometimes you will fail and sometimes you will not. Sometimes you'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it is controversy. Uh, um. Uh, and it's okay, you know, it's not for everybody. Some people love Roots, some people hate Roots. Some people only like the old stuff. Right. Some people, you know, some some people want me to play like I did when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do that all the time. I try to bring a little bit of that mm-hmm. into some of the stuff that I do, but I can't. I can't just be that only. So there's, many, there's much more to life than that, you know, so that's what I think we're, like people don't understand, the music is such a big landscape, you know. Um, there's so much we can do with it. It's, you know, it's like endless, and it's, it's that's what that's what the the cool thing about it. There's so so much more you can explore and do different things with it. You know, why do the same thing over and over? No, that would have to get boring. Exactly. Yep. One last question I had was, of all the musical projects that you've worked on as of more recently, which would you have to say that has been your favorite? I really like uh, Go Ahead and Die because I did it with my son, and it was really like DUI. We did it all ourselves. Um, you know, we had a label pull it out, Nuclear Blast, but everything was created by us. We wrote all the music. We, we jammed in a cabin that I have here in Arizona. It was kind of like the Evil Dead cabin. Uh, we just went out there and riff all day long and wrote stuff and and it was a, a dream of mine to record a, a, a record with, with my son and he got really involved with it and it's a, it's, it's an extreme record that goes back to my 
teenage years. Mm-hmm. That was uh, probably my favorite thing I've done in a long, long time. And it was the, during the pandemic. That's another thing. It was, it was so cool to be able to do something cool during a, a bad time in your life, you know. So it turned something bad into something good. Mm-hmm. Well, that is really cool. Thank you so much for talking with me today and everything. Uh, it's been Awesome. I can say I've definitely been a big fan of a lot of your projects over the years, so it was really cool getting to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks for the interview. Of course. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, wxav.com, for more information on your escape from ordinary radio.